Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Final hour of the Get Right. We're Reggie KG on 105.3 The Fan. Kevin Gray, Reginald Anatula. Yep. Regal Mendoza holding it down for you here. Really appreciate you joining us on Odyssey and the Odyssey app. The text line, 877-881-1053, 877-881-1053. If you want to get in on the conversation, you got your headlines on this Monday night, which we'll get to here in just a moment at Kevin Gray Sports, at Reg Anatula, if you want to get at us on Twitter. On this final day of the month of July, as we get ready to turn the calendar from July to August. Ah, rent due. Uh, rent is due tomorrow. Oof. You prepared for that? I mean, technically, not emotionally. <laughs> uh, Rigo, are you ready for for that tomorrow? Are you ready to pay on time? Oh, uh, I, I, I live at my parents' house. So, yeah, I don't have a rent due. I mean, I kind of do, but I don't. It's a long story. But um, I'm not excited for July because that means the end of my birthday month. So. Oh, this is the end of your birthday month. That sounds like some someone would say if they were living at home. You can afford to do that. You can afford to do that. Whole, you can have the whole month. Shout That's out wild. to your parents. I mean, it uh, just got started on the 26th, so. The whole month. Uh, shout out to your parents for letting you, you know, bum off their food and live in their house. Not bum. <laughs> Not bum. <laughs> I contribute. I, I I'm contribute. I'm just joking. I, I, I'm just joking. I'm a uh, contributor. Good. That's good. I'm glad you're not freeloading off your parents. Oh, absolutely not. They wouldn't let me do that. And their air that I'm sure, you know, bruh, I looked at my temperature gauge today. It's hot. And I got in my car. Mm-hmm. And when I saw a one mm-hmm. and then another one mm-hmm. and then a zero. Oh, I thought you were going to say another one. That would have been. Is that what you're waiting on? Mm-hmm. Uh, my car read a temperature of 110 degrees. And I said, what the hell's going on out here? It's hot. That's what's <laughs> it's going Texas. On. Like, y'all, please be careful. Drink plenty of water. Please, please stay hydrated. Uh, stay in, in cool places as much as you can because this heat is not playing with anybody. I mean, let's put, let's put it very uh, succinctly. This heat is deadly. Yes. Like, it could do real damage. I mean, so we saw, we've seen in camp, like, multiple players, you know, have to – Go take a seat and be carted off just off of heat. So, yeah, no, make sure you uh, stay hydrated. Make sure you take care of yourself. Like, that is please, sincere. Please. 
Let's get to some of your headlines on this Monday night here on your home of the Cowboys and Texas Rangers 105.3 The Fan. We start with what's going to happen here in about, what, four hours from now, Tuesday morning, as the USA, the U.S. Women's National Team, will be Mm -hmm, taking on mm -hmm. Portugal in the 2023 FIFA Women's World Cup. The USA needs a result to move on to the knockout stages. They are currently uh, leading the group. And yeah, if they can, if they get a win or if they can draw, they will advance to the knockout stage. But really, you, I mean, obviously you want to win, but for more reasons than just to get a win, this team has not looked like the world beater that we treat them or like the far and away best team like they want to be. Not they, very dominant. It feels like they have kind of slept, walk, sleep, slept, walked, sleep, walked, sleep, walked. Yep. Okay, fantastic. Uh, sleepwalked through their first couple of matches. Obviously, they even went down to the Netherlands early and had to come back and equalize. Like, if you want to be a champion, you're going to need to play uh, a, high, a, a better brand of soccer than what they've been doing thus far. And I, I mentioned to, this to you after our last show is, I, this feels kind of to me like uh, when the U.S. men's national team in basketball kind of started getting complacent and let the rest of the world walk them down because they were not paying attention. They were just like, we're the best. All we got to do is show up, and we'll be the champions. And the rest of the world in women's soccer is indeed getting better. And so if they are not if they're not diligent, they're not deliberate, like they have the talent, but they need to go out and they need to play high-level soccer. And so this is a great opportunity for them against Portugal. Obviously, just get the point in advance is just the bare bones, but if you can come out and play a good brand of soccer, that'll be good in getting themselves back in a good place to – to move towards yet another World Cup win like they want to do to establish a back-to-back-to-back championship. Have been sleepwalking. Thank you, 214. Appreciate the assist there. Yeah, I felt I felt so dumb. You have those moments. Like, I feel like a relatively smart person. You are a smart but you person. But you get those moments where you're like, Psh, it happens from time to time. Come on. What was that? Which, <laughs> um, Let's go to... I want to get this piece of audio off. Uh, Mozzie Smith today. Cowboys had practice today. Oh, did they? They did. In pads. What did they practice before? Football. Mm, okay. Football. By the way, Thursday night. Y'all ready for Thursday night football? No. <laughs> Shout out to the Jets and the Browns. Hall of Fame game. I Look. Football. Within me, I want to say I won't watch it. You don't have to be ready for it. It's okay. But I'm, it's, We're not. it'll be on... I'll put it. I won't be happy about it. That's don't, what I don't can say. watch that. What I can say is I really intru- I won't be like paying attention. It'll be on the TV. I got three TVs, I, and I'm, it'll be on the TV. I won't be happy about it though. Do you know why you'll be watching some of that? Why? Because you'll be right here in this studio. Ah, damn! I forgot we at work. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Mozzie Smith today, as the Cowboys had their first padded practice of training camp. Listen. To this particular quote by Mozzie Smith, you'll love him for it. Oh, we get after it. I don't, I don't do no talking. We get out, straight after it. Nah, I'm trying to hit you. You don't talk you, at all? Nah. <laughs> I don't got nothing to say. Okay. Yeah, I don't got nothing to say. You've been talking about wanting to hit people since you first got to the That's what star. I do, man. That's why I like football. I don't even like football, man. I like hitting people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm serious. How did it feel today in that respect? Just good. Good. Felt like home. Yeah. How about like in the morning before practice last night going into like, – did you like a – Nah, you can't blow your load too early. <laughs> you know, got a month. 
stay on track. You're going to peak at the right moment. Uh, that's courtesy of Mike Leslie, who uh, recorded that piece of video. Mozzie's good. Mozzie's fun. Mozzie was talking about the idea of why he doesn't trash talk. Now, of course, in there, he he almost says it's why I like football. And he's like, you know what the funnier thing to say is? I don't even like football. I like hitting people. I kind of tend to think, though, if you are out here talking about you don't like football, but you just like hitting people, I might believe you. You think he was correcting himself, though? Yeah, no, he... he can you isolate that one more time, Rodrigo, where he where he's about to say, I don't I like that's why I like football. And he's like, actually, you know what? I don't even like football. <laughs> I think that he was going for the joke. I think oh. he has a comedian's mind. Like I I don't know if you know this about me. I love stand-up comedy. And I was trying to get, you know, a comedic take from you the other day, but you wouldn't oblige. Don't know what you're talking about. When Aisha Morrissey was in the studio and we were gonna have a conversation about, you know, comedy for a second mm-hmm. and you refused to that's right. engage in it. Because then nobody want to hear that. Um, Would have made for great radio. However, like I listen to a lot of podcasts, a lot of stand up, all these things, and I could hear it in him where he was like, I got to go for the joke here. <laughs> one more time, one more time. Yeah, that's why I like football. I don't even like football, man. I like hitting people. <laughs> you see? I, I think, and he he got the laugh. Our man Mozzie did get the laugh. So, you know what? I hope in the off season, in his breaks, maybe he should get up on the stage. But until then, hey, how about you? Uh, let's let's eat up. Let's eat up some, uh, eat up some blocks. Let's take up the A gap. And hopefully uh, over the next week or so, we can start seeing uh, his how apt he is at doing that with pads on. The good guys saw their AL West lead shrink to just half a game without even taking the field tonight. That is because the Houston Astros were able to get a 7-3 win over the Guardians of the AL Central tonight in Houston as now the Astros at 60 and 47 sit just half a game behind the Texas Rangers after getting that win tonight. In fact, this is how uh, it went down in Houston, apparently. A lot going on tomorrow. Quan serves one in the left field, down for a hit. Going first to third is going to be Arias. And now going to second, Quan. What's he doing? That was not smart. Juan tried to take advantage of Jordan Alvarez, thinking the throw was going to third. Uh, who was that on the call there for us? AT&T Sportsman. Okay, I appreciate yeah. that. Thank you. No problem. Uh, so the Astros get the win 7-3. to three. Yeah, that stinks. Uh, I mean, look, <laughs> this is the thing is the Astros are getting healthier. They've gotten, like you, you heard, Jordan Alvarez back. They've gotten some of their, you know, some of their better players in their lineup back. And they've tried to withstand some injuries in their rotation. And this is this is why you couldn't afford to really, like, lose ground. I mean, getting swept in a series by the Padres did not help this at all, right? Um, and so this this is where it gets a little tough. But I think for the Rangers, and you you mentioned this in a break, and, I mean, it's right. It sounds revisionist. It sounds like we're trying to cope. But in some ways, like, it's very true. If you came into the season saying you were going to be contending for a uh, AL West championship or even, like, winning – outright the AL West championship that sounded like a lofty goal and you have put yourself in in the driver's seat for that for a long time um so like in some ways you are still somewhat overachieving however obviously now that you're in that place that is where the expectations are I think that the you know obviously the trade deadline the the acquisitions that Chris Young and these Rangers have made is going to help hopefully they can get in you know relatively quickly and begin to make an impact what's tough is that you have some injuries uh, right now that uh, especially like in your offense because I know someone was mentioning about in there absolutely right 
uh, what was also what was probably more disappointing in the Padres series was not necessarily the p- starting pitching, which you kind of could have anticipated, was the fact that the offense that had been pretty vaunted didn't put up a lot of meaningful runs uh, in this series, and that was a little frustrating. The offense is what you had felt like you could depend on through the course of this this uh, season thus far, and the idea that that is maybe slowing at an inopportune time could be unfortunate. But yeah, no, I mean the the Rangers are going to need to get themselves back to playing a high level of baseball, and I. I think obviously they're coming back home for this uh, three-game series versus the the White Sox, and the White Sox are not a great team, so hopefully that can help jumpstart you and get you back in the right path to maybe opening back up that lead against the Astros because uh, it's only half game right now. You win you you win tomorrow, and now you can maybe start trying to open the lead back up. We'll get to see Max Scherzer a little bit later on this week for the good guys as he will make his debut as he is now in Texas uh, for your Texas Rangers. Speaking of that, because you were talking about how this lead has shrunk, obviously. For the move 972 that the Rangers were able to make in getting Max Scherzer, the Astros may be looking to respond in kind by acquiring Justin Verlander. This is coming from Bob Nightingale. The Mets are engaged in trade discussions with the Dodgers and Astros about Cy Young Award winner Justin Verlander. Verlander's contract is certainly a big hurdle, of course, in these discussions. He is being paid $43.3 million this year and next year. And my man has a vesting option of $35 million in 2025. So, however, whomever is able to acquire Justin Verlander, I'm sure. Hey, uh, hey, Steve, Steve, can you uh, take care of some of that Justin Verlander salary, please? Uh, that'd be nice and helpful since you're eating all this money for everybody else these days. So, the Astros could be making a move on their own by re- reacquiring Justin Verlander uh, to help out their pitching staff. I'm actually, and I said this earlier, I'm kind of surprised that they are interested in trading Verlander as well. I understand they're kind of, they've decided that they're sellers, but I don't think that they're like blowing it up. It and feels so, like it. And so I was kind of surprised that they were, I, I think that they would still want to come back next season and try and do some level of winning. And the idea that they trade both Scherzer and Verlander and I mean all the other players that they're trading and putting putting money in this as well. Um, a little surprising to me. They've already traded their best reliever in David Robertson mm-hmm. uh, away a, yeah. already. So, yeah, we'll see if they continue to remain sales, but it may be in the cards for Justin Verlander to head back, uh, head back to Houston. Uh, as we continue your headlines here, just a couple more here around the NFL. For the Cowboys, not a pleasant headline as running back Ronald Jones has been suspended for two games uh, for PEDs. The Dallas Cowboy running back has been suspended for the first two games of the regular season for violating the NFL's performance-enhancing drug policy. Of course, Jones signed a one-year contract with the Cowboys back in March. Can continue to practice during training camp and play in preseason games. His suspension, though, takes effect on September 3rd. He is eligible to return to the Cowboys on September 18th, a day after their Week 2 meeting against the New York Football Jets. Of course, Cowboys are already thin at running back when it comes to their backup behind Tony Pollard. No. Mike McCarthy likes Rico Dowdle. He likes on, Malik man. Davis. He wants to get Deuce Vaughn some time. Did you find it interesting that Rico Dowdle was the first name out of his mouth? Not to say that that inherently means that, you know, that's the depth chart or anything. But uh, did you find that interesting? No. Okay. I'm sure it was him just trying to remember his running back's name at mm-hmm, that point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, they've got a that's 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 one of the few concerns here is who is going to be the one that backs up, you know, Tony Pollard here because, you know, don't want anything to happen to Pollard, obviously, from an injury standpoint. But man, if he goes down and coming back off an injury, you know, that's dicey, to say the least. And no security blanket with Ezekiel Elliott anymore. So, you know. Uh, by the way, speaking of the Cowboys, we finished up here. Jerry Jones was talking again about the uh, Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm resolved to at this point, gentlemen? I'm resolved to the to the point that Jimmy Johnson is not getting in the Ring of Honor. Oh, you're just now? Like, not in this lifetime. Yeah, this is the thing about Jerry Jones not putting Jerry Jones. Uh, goodness gracious. Jimmy Johnson. In, there's a lot of J's in there. Uh, Jerry Jones not putting Jimmy Johnson in the ring of honor. Every time he's asked about it, his answer basically, like, there, he tries a whole bunch of different answers. None of them make sense, and it basically becomes because I don't want to. And I wish he would just say that at this point because the the answer he came up with today. It's all nonsense. It's always nonsense. Do you have do you have the answer that he gave up? Because it's always basically, it's always like he tries to walk it off as it's nonsense, and then somebody asks a question that pushes back, and it's basically, well, I, I'm not talking about that because I don't want to, basically. Jimmy, or excuse me, Jimmy. Jerry's saying, quote. My bad, I did it to you. That's all right. Uh, when asked about putting Jimmy Johnson in the ring of honor, again, it's not. Oh, a- oh we got we got audio. Give me cut number 10 here, Rodrigo. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I appreciate well, that. Well, we've talked about that before. Jimmy was uh, a great coach. We've got uh, uh, two or three coaches that need to be in there, candidly. And so uh, we'll make uh, uh, something along those lines happen. First of all, it's very appropriate that we put DeMarcus Ware in that. Deflection. He was like, you know, there's oh. a lot of coaches that should go in. Hold on. And then they were like, and we also need to put DeMarcus Ware in. And then I think the response, like the, the follow-up was, so does that mean you're putting in DeMarcus Ware? And he was like, well, you know, we'll talk about it later or something like that. Run that first part back. Okay. Run that first well, part Well, we've talked about that before. Jimmy was uh, a great coach. We've got uh, uh, two or three coaches that need to be in there. Can- Stop right there. Mm-hmm. What? There's a lot of people that need to go in, and that's why nobody can go in. Just, it's it's clear. KG. You're right. At this point, just it's say evident. just say I don't I don't I'm not putting them in there. Like I'm not putting them in there. I have this cold feeling he's talking about Jason Garrett. <laughs> I just do. Let me tell you something. <laughs> if Jason Garrett, the revolt, was ever put mm-hmm. in the Ring of Honor before Jimmy Johnson, what would happen? The city would crumble. Text in the text in the head coaches. I have no words. Text in on the eight, on the text line eight seven seven eight eight one one zero five three. Who are the head coaches or who are the coaches? Who are the two or three head coaches that uh that Jerry Jones was talking about? I'm interested in seeing what you guys say. Or coaches in general. Nine seven two Chan Gailey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What if he put if he put Bill Parcells in there before Jimmy Johnson? Hell, he might put him in there because the only reason why we got AT&T Stadium now, shout out to Bill Parcells. Dave Campo from the 972. We got to get Dave Campo in there. Those end your headlines because y'all about to make me angry. Okay? Just just put him in the ring of honor. Damn it, Jerry. Just put him in. It's literally four or five words. Jimmy's going in. That wasn't four. Three words. I was like, you, three. Yeah. Math you, is hard. You understand. Jimmy's going in. 
the Ring of Honor. That was a lot Six. more worth. Yeah. We'll talk about something next on the Get Right. Back here on the Get Right with Reggie KG on 105 through the fan. Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula. What up? Regal Mendoza holding down for here. Appreciate you joining us on Odyssey and the Odyssey app. <laughs> From the 940, how epic would it be if Jerry let Jimmy in and in his speech say, quote, this place is amazing, the house that Jimmy built? Also, thank you all for uh, chiming in that uh, Dave Wanstead need to go in. Apparently, Wade Phillips is one of the coaches. Uh, Mike Zimmer, um, Ernie Stautner. Uh, let's see how about who else? Who else? Yeah, those those are some of the coaches that uh some of the questions or some of the uh, hypotheticals on who the coaches Jerry Jones is talking about. Hell, when he says two or three coaches. Mike Solari probably should get in for being a guy that coached with Tom Landry yeah, and somehow point. had a long enough football life to find his way back here to be the offensive line coach. For Mike McCarthy. Like, the Cowboys really have a coach who coached under Tom Landry and now is back. What are you even mad at this point? As the offensive line coach. You're just mad. For the Dallas Cowboys in 2023. What? Norv Turner. All right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Good point. Joe Avizano. That's a great point. Very special teams coach. Um. That's, mm. I, I know, math was hard for me. I got the six words plus the contraction. Eight well, that eight. was actually seven words. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bones Fossil getting in. That's right. <laughs> Bill Callahan will go in before Jimmy Jones. Okay. Probable. <laughs> Bill Callahan. Talk about a hell of an offensive line coach. Definitely Bill Callahan. Um, but I think we've got an impromptu version of this. Pump that music up. Let me tell you something, 903. If Barry Switzer's name showed up in that ring of honor before Jimmy Johnson's name, just just tear the whole thing down. Tear the whole thing down. With all due respect to Troy, Michael, and Emmett. Ernie Zampezi got it going. That's right. It's a great name. Now we're just playing name a Cowboys coach. That's your fault. You're welcome. I'll never apologize for playing name and insert here. It's always fun. I don't understand why it works, but it always works. All right, this that's a very simple game. I will put forward a statement. You guys, Kevin, Rodrigo, and you, the listener, will tell me whether you agree this or disagree that. All right, um, let's start here. I saw a very interesting tweet. Um, and that's how these things happen oftentimes. And it put forward a statement itself, so I'll just read it. <clears throat> action movies are best when the action heroes get the you-know-what beat out of them. <laughs> Kevin, 
this or that. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, that. Okay, is is the beating as as a means to an end, or is that just a general blanket statement that was made? No, I mean, like, like, is there some explanation behind that? Yeah, like, uh, like can, can I think get an example? Yeah, consider Die Hard or John Wick. Like we've seen the action here. Obviously, obviously, still will win in the end. But the idea that you know, along the way, they get toe up, <laughs> they get their you know what handed to them along the way. Okay, I feel like I feel like it's best that way. Rodrigo, do you agree this or that? This, and I'll give you one specific reason why. Okay, all right. Back to the Future. I'm going to consider that an action huh. movie. That's I'm an gonna, interesting place to start. That's yeah, a, that's I'm going to consider it Back to the Future a, a, a action movie. And the other reason, the other reason why is like, come on, like when you saw like Marty McFly get the you know what kicked out of him, and you know you were rooting for him. And so that kind of that puts you in a place of like wanting to root for the hero even more at the end. But John Wick is a, a very, very good example of, you know, him getting the you know what kicked out of him and him coming back to beat all the beat all the odds and, and, and win at the end of the day. Huh. They're like, no. Yeah, man. Not 817, Dark Knight uh, getting beat up by Bane. Woo! From the 204, it's literally the only reason Woo! Rocky movies are good. That's fair. You want to talk about a superhero. That got the ever-living, you know what, beat out of him. That's right. <laughs> what Bane did to Christian Bale's Batman, that lives rent-free in my head all the time. Dogberries on 99 on Twitch said, best action movie ever, in my opinion, is Predator. And Arnie was getting absolutely wrecked and still managed to come out on top even after his team bit the dust. <laughs> From the 817, they said this is the baby face, baby face in wrestling. Okay, yeah, because the, the one example that it truly goes to is uh, John Cena. Because John Cena, Super Cena, was the guy that got beat up all the time. But his five moves of doom always allow him to get the win. It's 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 just good storytelling. Yeah. But let me tell you something. Yeah, Bane whooping. That one did something to you. Bane whooped his ass. He sure did. And guess what? Had fun doing it. You think the dog is your house? <laughs> That's the other part, too. Humiliated the hell out of him as he's whooping him the entire time. Yeah, that, that one lives rent-free for quite some time. You only got adjusted to the darkness. I was molded by it. Yeah, your voice not deep enough for that. Wow, yeah. that's tough. That was a good shot, though. Good I hate try. that for you, dog. Oh, no. Oh, no. 972. Relax. You see what they put? They put? I don't know what you're talking about. Spence getting beat up by Crawford. All right, we're going to move it along in this or that. <laughs> hey, y'all remember, he still live out here. Don't let him come see y'all behind some jokes. Catch me outside. How he, about that? he even <laughs> tweeted. He was like, hey, man, that, that was some good stuff, man. Like, it, you know how bad you got to get your ass whooped? <laughs> to be like, hey, man. Good job. Hey, that was, that was hey, good. good hey, you beat me up real good tonight, man. I, props to you for whooping me for nine, eight out of nine rounds. That's good stuff, man. Oh, man. Woo! That's taking a beating like a man, though. That was so tough. Anyways, uh, <laughs> you know what's also probably tough? Um, Relatively recently, we had a little bit of a U-12 baseball. It wasn't on no TV. Oh, no. I think I saw this. And there, it was a <laughs> U-12 baseball tournament in which the United States of America was playing. <laughs> yeah. They played against a team from New Zealand, some young men. 
Yes. And the United States won 43 to 1. You heard that correct. 43 runs for the United States, a singular run for New Zealand. And I'm here to tell you, the U.S. manager was wrong for letting that happen exactly the way that it did. KG, this or that. The U.S. manager was wrong? Yeah, the USA manager was wrong. That. Who was the other team they were playing? New Zealand. After about 15 to 1. Hey, let's go ahead and uh, call this. Uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, just wrap this on up. We're going to wrap this on up today. Thank you. Appreciate you having us out here today. We're going to just move on to the next game. Yeah, we're in this. What was the score after two innings? What? Oh, I actually should be able to find that. Give me one moment. Because if it was more than 20 to 1 after two innings, I think that's it, on the New Zealand coach. Well, it, there wasn't any. The one happened in the fourth inning. Um, oh. Yeah, that's one thing I could definitely tell you. Oh. Um, and someone said, damn, no mercy rule. This game only went four innings. So I believe that that was the mercy rule. They dropped 43 of them in four innings. That's right. I believe that, oh, man, I can't find the box score too quickly. But I believe that it was it was probably nine nine zero after the first. I think it was like twenty after the second, and then it was like twenty runs that happened in the the third inning, something like that. After it was twenty to nothing after two. Yep, we're gonna go ahead and call this one. Let's go ahead and wrap it up. Bring it on in, boys. Appreciate your hard work today. Not really. Rodrigo, 43 to one. USA manager was the, was in the wrong for this one. This or that. That because what if what what happened if they had the backups to the backups to the backups and then they're still beating that you know what, in spite of having the backups to the backups to the backups like, you can't really do much at that point. You got the backups to the backups. I don't know what you want to do about that. I mean, after a while, we cannot swing right. Like, hey fellas, just go up there and stand there. Let's get this thing moving. But, but wouldn't that be like even more unsportsmanly? Like, I, I don't know. That's just me. No, because there, there's got to be a way to end this, man. Like, what's more <laughs> what's more in sportsman life? You got to be tired after a while, right? Y'all still want to be out here? Everybody still want to? Because you got to remember, like, 12U. This is the youths out here getting smacked. Okay, here, I have it. So it was three to nothing after the first inning. It was 14 nothing after the second inning. And then they put up 20 runs in the third inning. I'd just be like, let's go to rugby, man. Come on now. At which point it was 34 to nothing. And then in the fourth inning, New Zealand managed to score one in the bottom of the inning to make it 43 to one. Bro, they scored 39 runs after the first inning. No. You said, was it three, three runs after the first inning? So they. So it, it was three to nothing. Oh, they scored 40 runs. And then it became. After the first inning. And then, yes. Look here, man. That's all you got. Look here, man. All right, fantastic, excellent. That's analysis. that's on the that's on the. I'm like New Zealand I'm coach. like, hey man, U.S. manager got to look to his boys. And be like, no. hey man, stop doing these no, boys so bad no. now. Keep beating the brakes off them boys. Stop doing these boys until so bad right it now. says it's time to go. Beat the beat the brakes off them. If the New Zealand coach they got enough sense to stop the game, well, you don't beat the brakes off you don't, them boys. You don't think beat the, New Zealand, so don't think the New Zealand coach was trying to stop the game? Clearly not. If he had more self-respect for him and his team, hey, hey, get, get y'all off the field. Get off the field. Reminds me of the scene from Rocky. Throw the towel! Embarrassing our, <laughs> you, embarrassing our country out here getting beat 43 to 1.
Come on, man. It's on the, that's on the New Zealand coach. It's on him. All right. Uh, one more before we go here. USA. <laughs> you found that patriotism right quick. That's right. You? All right. Fantastic. That's right. Uh, the 33rd team. They do a little bit of work. They put a ranking of the top 11 wide receiver duos of all time. Uh-oh. Wide receiver duos of all time. Okay. And they have come to the understanding and the belief that Randy Moss and Chris Carter is the greatest wide receiver duo of all time. Kevin Gray, this or that. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, off top, I'm going to go... Mm. Off top, I'm gonna go this. There's a couple that come to mind though that were really good. What are the ones that come to mind? Because I guess I'll, I'll see if they included them in this top eleven. Uh, John Stallworth and Lynn Swan did not include that. Oh no, they did. They put that at eight. Okay. Uh, John Taylor and Jerry Rice. They put that at second. Okay, so the okay, so I'm, I was pretty, I was pretty on track there. Um. Those are the immediate ones that come to mind. I'm trying to think if there was any LX off the top of my head. Yeah, it seems like folks are pointing to Rice Taylor. Obviously, uh, when it comes to the great show on turf with Isaac Bruce, Tori Holt is one. They were a really good combination. Uh, that one came in at nine. So the rest Fitz of these, and Bolden? Uh, yes, Fitz and Bolden were, was four on this list. That's, Randy Moss and Wes Welker somehow are included here as a tandem. That's, it has to be off the 07 year alone. From, for, yeah, well, I mean, that was the year that he was there. Um, when it came to, that was the, they ranked that third, and I feel like that was just Randy Moss. I don't know yeah. how much. Well, Wes Welker was good there. I shouldn't. I shouldn't uh, Jamar Chase and T. Higgins gets fifth on this list. Already? Yeah. The sixth one is Reggie Wayne and number 88. Um, seventh is Mark oh. Clayton. Harvin Marison. Hey, hey, hey. I said Harvin. That's it's Harvin. It's cool. We're good. There you go. That's a great oh no, 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 no. No, no. Not not Rice and Tim Brown. Rice and Tim Brown. That was a good one too. Rice that, and T.O. I don't know who the six three six and who the nine zero three are referring to, but I think they're talking about uh, Yeah, Har- the, the Colts. That Harvin, one time. Harvin Marison. Hey, hey, hey. Okay. Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle make this at ten. But yes. Uh, they put them as the best. Uh, Randy Moss, Chris Carter is the best duo of all time. It seems like some folks are really pointed to. Um, people really like uh, Swan Stallworth, like Bruce uh, Isaac Bruce and Tory Holt, and of course you mentioned Jerry Rice, and John Taylor. That's one that obviously when you have Jerry Rice mm-hmm. uh, is going to really compare there. Someone said Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen. What are you doing right now? What? Why would you do that? OBJ and Cooper Cup. All right. All right. Okay. Anyways, that's how we do this or that. Bane really beat the mess. <laughs> that's what you were thinking about the whole segment, <laughs> was just Bane cracking Batman's back. <laughs> the entire And not in no good way. <laughs> I don't, yeah, no. It's the final call next on the get right. Final call here on the Get Right with Reggie KG on 105.3 The Fan. Kevin Gray, Reginald Atatula. What up? Regal Mendoza holding it down for you here. Really appreciate you 
having joined us on our four-hour program tonight. Also live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Dallas Fan Cam. And on YouTube as well. Make sure you hit the subscribe button for 105 through the fan on YouTube. Uh, I want to shout out our Twellos in the Twitch chat. Uh, Swaggy Booties, Twello Justin, S at 7, Opie World. Y'all know who y'all are. Dogberry, all y'all. Appreciate y'all hanging out with us here. As uh, we get ready to get out of here on this final day of the month of July, the next time you will hear our lovely voices will be on Thursday night as football, football is back. I mean, kind of. Jets, Browns in the Hall of Fame game on Thursday night. Uh, we'll be live from 7 to 11 p.m. David Hellman of Fox Sports going to be joining us at 920 on Thursday night. So looking forward to that a little bit later on this week as it is the final call here on the Get Right. Uh, as we do during the commercial break, uh, Sports Center was, you know, preparing the NFL reports uh, for some of their teams. Um, I have forgotten that Nick Bosa is not at camp right now. Like my man is holding out after winning the NFL's defensive player of the year with nearly 19 sacks going into the fifth year of his uh, rookie deal. He is not in camp right now, uh, which then prompted me to remember, oh, that's right. Zach Martin still hadn't showed up either. <laughs> like we're going into week two of camp. And Zach Martin is still not there yet. So a couple of uh, very interesting holdouts right now because it's very punitive to hold out these days because not only do you get fined to the tune of 50 grand per practice that you miss. They can't waive it no more. They don't rescind the fines anymore. So if you get fined that 50 grand, guess what? You got to pay it. So... You got to make it worth your while if you're going to not be in camp. And honestly, for Zach Martin, though, at this point in his career, yes, it's about the contract. But as he is now into his early 30s, hey, what I got to be out here for anyway? Um, but we'll see. But yeah, Nick Bosa, Zach Martin still not in camp. Josh Jacobs, another high profile player, not in camp for the Las Vegas Raiders. Who knows where we're going to see him? at this point as well sorry sorry to let you down there i someone pointed out the three years that uh wes welker was with uh or sorry that randy moss was with the new england patriots wes welker he had a thousand yards in each of them he was an all pro in all of them oh yeah i was disrespecting wes welker i apologize to the uh, former, i mean you didn't disrespect him i, I was disrespecting him. the former texas tech red raider though. mm-hmm mm-hmm uh, thank you, 940. Appreciate the love there. Uh, shout out to the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Oh, is this behind the jerseys? Yeah, they're re-signing with Under Armour. It's a 10-year deal worth over $10 million annually. This coming from Ross Dellinger of uh, Yahoo Sports College Football. It is believed to be the richest apparel deal in all of college sports. That's all it took was $10 million annually? That's a good amount of money. Well, uh, the reason I'm saying this is I'm thinking about like uh, North Carolina and the Jordan brand, for example. I thought their deal would have been definitely in the tens of millions of nah, dollars. I not, guess not. Not, not per year. Hey, man, that's that's a lot of money just to get out of an apparel I mean, it is, general. yeah. But um, 
Hey, man, that still points to the idea that Notre Dame still a big brand as much as, like, sometimes uh, some folks will try to, like, battle back at that. Um, so, shout out to Notre Dame. They will be wearing Under Armour, though, so condolences in that way, but they'll be paid handsomely for it. Uh, and speaking of handsome, did you see the new jerseys that they have? Like, the... I know that the Eagles released their Kelly Green jerseys, and Kelly Green is the word that keeps getting stuck in my mind, but, like, they have, like, this very vibrant green, the new Notre Dame jerseys for, I believe, this upcoming season. Um, I think that they are going to wear some level alternate. Um, no, I did not know that. Not not interested? Mm-mm. Don't care at all? Well, you mentioned that disgusting. The Kelly Green jersey? Ugh. Look, is that just an Eagles response, or do you just hate the way that they look inherently? Yes. So it's an Eagles response. Thank you. <laughs> Look, I'm not telling you you got to like the team. <laughs> no, man. There's nothing about Philadelphia I enjoy. Okay. From a jersey perspective, okay. I don't care how hard the jersey looked. I don't like it. Was that a was that a little backwards admission in there? It was. Okay. All right. I just I'm not gonna make you say it. I just wanted to. Okay. Thank you. That's Thank good you. enough. Appreciate you. Uh, from the two one four, get real. Y'all know damn well that Jerry's paying that fine. No, the league rules are he can't do it. That is in the collective bargaining agreement. Jerry cannot pay those fines. That was a legitimate change in the CBA. But I do wonder if they could find some level of backdoor to it. You're not supposed to. Like, clearly, I'm I'm with you, KG, right? Like, they have they tried to make this foolproof to kind of protect the owners from themselves. Because and, the, yes. it's, not, it's not like the players were like, now you got to weigh my fine. The owners were like, hey, 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 we can do that for you. Don't worry about it, right? Um... So, like, this was kind of to protect the owners from themselves to stop them from doing. Except if there was an owner that I would think would be like, them rules don't apply to me. Gerald Wayne Johnson. (laughs) Who? Did I call him Johnson? It's the Jimmy Johnson thing. Gerald Wayne Jones. (laughs) It's a lot of J's. I mean, they were kind of married, it felt like, for a while. Well, and they are. They are acting like an old divorce couple, aren't they? Woo! (laughs) Woo! By the way, speaking of jerseys. Oh, man. Shout out to... uh, our very own Manchester United. I was thinking about that, but I was like, I don't need to bring it up, but I knew KG would. Manchester United and Adidas have struck. How about this, Rigo? Struck a record $1.15 billion jersey extension, which is set to keep United's kits Adidas through the year years? 2035. Well, well, actually, I don't know when their current deal was supposed to come up. The Premier League club stands to make $115 million annually from the deal. Yeah, man. The the, the big-time soccer club deals are crazy money because it's, that's, a, that's an international deal, man. Like, they're selling jerseys quite literally all over the globe. Uh, that being said, I was a little disappointed because I was kind of hoping that they would return to Nike and you get the Nike jerseys and mm. get a little bit something different. But, hey, man, it is what it is. They'll get their money. The Adidas era of jerseys have been very nice, I think. The, the, yeah, the, the they, colors of schemes have been very nice. Yeah, I think Adidas ends up being a little bit more template-like at times, which I guess is funny saying, like, Nike, when it comes to soccer, can be kind of template-like. But um, I, with their bigger clubs, they like doing fun stuff. Regardless, it's not that big a deal. They'll come up with a new jersey every year to try and sell it. And um, it's fine. They'll still be the team. Like, how much do jerseys really matter to uh, even even the ones that we look up in whatever sport and we're like, oh, that's a bad jersey, and they get out there and they play and we all deal with it, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, by the way, speaking of soccer real quick, <laughs> did you see this number? No. Apparently, the Apple TV 
Plus and MLS subscriptions. Yes. For season pass. How 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 much have they gone up since Messi? <laughs> it's up to almost eight hundred thousand since he showed up. Just the eight hundred thousand dollar uh, eight hundred thousand user bump. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. And this is why when he was coming over, like the the deal was obviously you know whatever money he got in the signing and then potential equity. And then also he got some. He was getting some level percentage of the Apple deal, I think, or of of like subscribers after a certain date. Because the idea is they were going to get more subscribers just off of the basis of Messi playing in this league. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me correct myself. Please, so please do. Um, MLS were approaching one million season pass subscribers prior to Lionel Messi's debut. A source of knowledge of the number pegged it at around eight hundred thousand. MLS declined to confirm the numbers, but they did go on record about the Apple TV MLS subs that are from uh, season ticket accounts. Um, that spokesperson said that approximately 135,000 season ticket accounts get the free subs, apparently. Uh, basically, he's making a bunch of He's making a bunch of money. For everybody. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They got a new member out of me. Oh, you oh, were wow. on the... Well, okay. There, well, there, there it is. <laughs> Uh, appreciate the hard work of Rigo Mendoza on this Monday night. Also, thank you to Haley Sutton for joining us later earlier on in the show. For Reg, my name is Kevin. This has been the Get Right Reg KG on 105.3 The Fan. We'll talk to you on Thursday. Y'all be good. I'm going to go to sleep. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>